Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Stuck with Taryn Arnold. It's me, your host. You guessed it, Taryn Arnold. Um, today is really fun. Um, my guest is my <clears throat> is my girlfriend, Christina Geringer. Um, and we're talking about labels, specifically like how you identify uh, your sexual identity and your sexual preferences. Because um, we got a lot of questions about that. So we're very excited. Um, Christina's picking up a bagel bag. So if that's what you heard, that's 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 what's happening behind the scenes here at Taryn HQ. Just a heads up that today's episode is a little jumpy, I would say. Uh, It's a hard thing to talk about because it's not something that Christina and I particularly uh, feel passionately about, I guess. Um, So this conversation is kind of us fumbling through uh, some of your questions that you asked on Instagram and trying to put words to our thoughts and thoughts we haven't really talked about. So beware. It's a little jumbly. Uh, Thanks for listening to another episode. If you like what you hear, help your sister... (laughs) Stop it. I told her not to make noises and she's picking up every crinkly object that we have in this apartment. Um, If you like what you hear, leave a review on iTunes or share it with a friend. Share it on your Instagram story. Share it in a text. Sharing is caring. Um, Thanks for coming back to another episode. I hope you enjoy it. Here is Stuck with Labels. Yeah, you can grab it. You just want it? Put it on my lap? <laughs> you just asked if you can put it right there. Can I? Sure. Oh, okay. Do what you want. All right. You ready? Yes. Let me turn this up a little bit more. Okay. <laughs> Did you just toot or is it the chair? It's the chair. Oh, that's <laughs> weird. Hey, bug. Hello. <laughs> this is so fun. Hey, everybody. This is very fun. Um, <laughs> My guest today is my very own, very cute, very little girlfriend, Christina Geringer. Say hey. Hello, podcasters. Podcasters. Taryn's clan. The clan. I love that. Um, we're sitting in her bedroom. Yes. Because uh, she has roommates and we didn't want to record. I didn't want to record outside because we're going to be talking about maybe some possibly serious stuff. And I didn't want people to like walk in and we're just like, you know, talking gay stuff. It's very gay, very gay, very serious. Yeah. yeah. So we're in her bedroom. I've set up like four chairs in a little square. Um, and we're going to get talking. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling? Good. I don't are... think I've ever been recorded before. You look this nervous. My, this is my first time. <laughs> you look freaked out. I just feel like everybody that's been on the podcast has done really well. Yeah. So you'll be great. The bar is high. So I invited Christina as my guest today because um, I wanted to talk about labels uh, as it as it pertains mostly to like sexual preference, I think. So not like gender labels or like our label as a couple or whatever. But we're talking like we're talking you're gay. We're talking you're bi. We're talking you're asexual. You're pansexual. You're lesbian. You're queer sexual. You're queer sexual. <laughs> you're LGBTQA plus 12 divided by seven sexual. You know what I mean? Are you stuck? <laughs> She's putting on a sweater. No, I'm good. Okay. Um, and labels are confusing. So I thought that we'd talk about it. And Christina is a perfect guest for this because... Um, <laughs> We talk about this often, just yeah. in our own personal lives, um, because we have maybe not the not the norm view on it, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so I thought it would be interesting. But before we get started, thanks for coming back. Thanks for listening to another episode. Um, Christina, I start every episode by asking you to share, my guest, to share something that they're thankful for. Um, we'll do two. So you go first, then I'll go. Okay. Um... <clears throat> The thing that's been on my mind lately that I'm grateful for is innovation because, well, just like, I don't know. I feel like just being in San Francisco and being in tech and having great jobs um, and both of us like loving our companies and our company, we both have like awesome cultures at our company and we get to do really cool like Christmas parties and just like have all these like crazy cool experiences and I think that's just a product of a lot of people 
being bold and innovating and like companies like Patreon and Segment. Um, and if it wasn't for innovation, neither of us would be here having these experiences in the city. Wow. So it's just mine been, is it's been on my mind. <laughs> my answer is dumplings. <laughs> we just went and had dumplings and lots of them. They were good. They were super good. <laughs> so that's as far as I'm going to go. <laughs> What's another thing that you're thankful for? Um, Top of mind. What's on it? What are you thinking? She's moving. She's thinking. She Her eyes are closed. She wonders. I am thankful for... <laughs> Can I say mezcal? Yeah. That's a great one. <laughs> mezcal, which is a form of tequila. Yes. Because Taryn and I have been drinking a lot of mezcal cocktails as well as friends that we've turned on to mezcal that's why we're getting along so well i think (laughs) yeah i think so too (laughs) that's a good one um my other thing that i'm thankful for is one of my best friends katie just came into town katie was the one who had a little sneaky peeky on the emily episode um and we just always have fun we always laugh so much that my stomach hurts and that happens so rarely that it's like a really nice feeling i just feel like a kid again so that was really nice um babe before we hop into it what have you thought of the podcast so far uh i think it's great um she's doing all these weird things with her (laughs) hand she's blocking her own voice i just do that habitually i know um no i think it's great i mean i feel like yeah i mean so far like it's just getting started but i feel like a lot of people are stuck in many different ways um and i think i don't know I feel like you're providing people with a little bit of like solace and comfort with the topics that you've been discussing. Thanks. You'd give it a five out of five? Mm-hmm. And I'm a big podcaster. I listen to podcasts every day. You heard it here, folks. My girlfriend enjoys it. Um, cool. We're going to talk gay stuff now. Are you ready for it? <laughs> I'm ready for it. Let's get, let's get nice let's and get gay. Let's get gay. Let's get gay. 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 <laughs> Um, how long have we been together? Three years. Yeah. We just had our three year anniversary in September, mm-hmm. uh, September 17th. And we called that our anniversary because that was a, the date of our first date. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it was fun. We went to sushi and hung out and kissed on the beach and. Oh yeah, we did. And it was freezing. And there was a homeless man nearby (laughs) watching slash screaming. So it was very romantic. (laughs) It was was pretty (laughs) special. We gave him the night of his life. (laughs) (laughs) I never thought about that. I wonder if he still thinks about us. Yeah, because we were like making out. (laughs) I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure he liked it. Um, Let's just go into like our, our sexual, well, our, the history of our sexuality. Sorry, not our sexual history. Um, I've talked a l- briefly about mine, and I will catch up the crew after you go. Um, but how how did you get to where you are today? How did I arrive at this place? Yeah. What, uh, ha- what happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so I've always dated guys in high school um, up until, like, my sophomore year in college. Yeah, I believe it was my sophomore year. Or was it my junior year? I don't remember. But that's pretty bad. Uh, I met somebody who was very gay, I guess. A girl. A, a girl. Woman. A, a oh, girl at the a time. Girl. Okay, a girl. Yeah. Who, um, I mean, it just like started with friendship, but she was clearly like, that was like one of the first things that, she, that came out of her mouth was like, uh, that she was like into women. Um, and... Wow, right out the gate. Yeah, right out the gate, literally. <laughs> the, like gate. The, fir- the first time we hung out. <laughs> and um, I don't know. I I think, like, for me, I just decided, like, at some point early in our, like, friendship or whatever it was, that I was going to be, like, open to the idea of, like, dating the same sex or, like, a woman. Um, and, yeah, it was kind of, like, this maybe unconscious decision, just being like, yeah, I'm going to be open to this and try this and like see what happens and place no like judgments on the feelings that I could potentially have um and uh, I think that just allowed me to like explore this un uh, uncharted territory untapped market yeah but I I feel like 
now that I look back on like, you know, like elementary school and like junior high and all that stuff, like maybe it was always there, but I just wasn't conscious of it. Um, Did you ever have like a crush? I could be gay. Yeah. Like, was there any of that or were you always eyes on the prize for boys? No, I think I had crushes for sure. Yeah. I but it's also something know. you kind of, yeah, you like look I just back. wanted to hang out with those people like more than my boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> so that should have been a sign. Um, but I didn't consciously know. Yeah. And then what was your experience like? Like, did you feel Coming shame? Out? No, did you like feel shame for like when you were first dating her yeah. and like trying to figure it out? Or were you like totally okay with yourself? I mean, that's a big change to be like, yeah. yeah. It's not like I'm going to start wearing like tight jeans. It's like, I'm going to just switch who I've been dating. Um, well, I was really lucky because, so like for people who don't know, I was an RA in college and the RA community is like typically very, I want to say nerdy, but it's like people who are just... Nerdy's fair. <laughs> slightly nerdy, but like a, pe- a group of people that are very like um, diverse and so like long story short is like I just had a very supportive um, group of people that I worked with that were like very like lgbtq positive and like just very supportive community and those were like my closest friends at the time so i was really lucky lucky to have like come across this like experience at a time when like i had that support group so it made it feel really easy Mm -hmm. and so there was there wasn't a lot of shame within that comfort zone but knowing that like it would inevitably get to people beyond that like people that i went to high school with and like my parents like that's where i felt um fear yeah and then you fast forward you guys broke up ptl praise the lord (laughs) yeah two years later yeah and then you just said i'm gonna date another girl yeah i dated like a few yeah but not like relationship rude (laughs) but not like relationship just like some quick dates okay (laughs) (laughs) and then and and did you consider dating guys again no (laughs) okay no i was never going back (laughs) <laughs> no i just yeah i i wanted to make sure that i was like gay you know yeah so i was like is this just like a one-time thing where i'm just like it's just this girl or am i actually like gay or bisexual whatever it is um so i think that's why i heavily like skewed towards women after because mm-hmm. i was just really curious is like to just to find out more about my identity because there's so many girls out there where it's just like they meet the one exception you Mm -hmm. know like that's so many especially feminine women Mm -hmm. or feminine queer women um and i just didn't know if that was me and so that's why i dated women right after my relationship because i wanted to like make sure yeah um, seal the deal yeah and so yeah and then i'll catch you up quickly on me not you i mean the listener (laughs) i mean you know but uh my very quick story is that i dated boys like my whole life i almost got engaged to a boy in college um i like was like kind of all guys never had like sexual experiences with girls at all um but i kind of in hindsight i look back and i'm like something was up like i think i knew that um so, so I was coming down with something. <laughs> um, so I kind of knew, but like I didn't know what and I didn't know to what extent. Like maybe I was just like kind of somewhere on the middle of the Kinsey scale or whatever, which we'll get to the Kinsey scale later, I'm sure. Um, but so I didn't really know. And then uh, fell in love with my college roommate that was a girl. And uh, that's when I was like, whoa, something's up. And just like Christina, I was started like dating dating girls i'll call it dating you were definitely dating tinder is dating okay let's get off (laughs) so uh, yes but almost the exact same thing happened where i was like i could go back and date guys i think i was a little bit more willing than christina to like date men again but um i was more so interested in like writing out the girl situation (laughs) that i shouldn't have said it like (laughs) that writing out the girls no i was i wanted to see what like what was there and if it was something and if it was like what was going to be what's next for me so um yeah dated some girls then dated christina and we're still on the girl train (laughs) so that's fun for us all i'm sure are you enjoying that christina i am (laughs) (laughs) great um so that's kind of I think where we're a little bit different with labels mm-hmm. is that like both you and I don't feel like we fall into one very clearly, right? Like, do you feel like you do? 
I, yeah, I, I don't. Like, to be clear, it's just, like, I just don't identify as, like, lesbian. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you identify as straight? No. <laughs> Definitely not. Are there some words that work for you and some words that don't? Um, I don't know. I feel like none of the words work for me. Gay? Because, like, I feel like bisexual is, like, you being, like, I could still have sex with a man, like, tomorrow. And, like, I still am, like, sexually attracted to them. Where, like, it's just, that's not the case for me. I think there's, like, like I think they're, like, physically attractive. But that's the limit. Um, but then I'm also, like, not attracted to a lot of women. So it's just confusing. Do you think you're less attractive attracted to people than the average person because I feel like you are I feel like I'm attracted to everyone a lot um I think I'm attracted to personalities not necessarily like I think I'm attracted to a lot of personalities but I'm not attracted necessarily to like a certain sex it's really just people and like who they are yeah okay I get it so we'll talk maybe more a little bit later about like what we actually identify as because it's a bit hard but um, I have a listener question that's going to guide us into the into the first bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to say your full name because I don't know if you want me to. You never know. A lot of closeted <laughs> people listening to this. But I will say uh, a friend named Liz asked, your thoughts on labels and how they fit in slash don't fit into your identity and self-understanding of who you are. Yeah. My first reaction is that I feel like labels are just so limiting and like self-restrictive, yeah. I guess. Like, it's almost like you have to choose a box to live in. And it's way more complex than that. So even, like, the the idea of choosing a label for me is, like, anxiety-provoking. And I'm a little bit different. I love labels in general in life. Like, I love definity and I love, like, knowing that I am one thing or not. That's why I'm, like, obsessed with health. Like, I need to know if I'm, like do I have this disease or do I not? And if I don't, what percent might I have it? Like I need very like hard facts. So the fact that I have a hard time finding a label for myself in my sexual identity really bothers me. Like Mm. I wish I could. I wish I found something that worked for me. Mm. But it almost feels like it changes in the situation. Like sometimes it's easier to just say gay. But yeah, I just say gay. But even that word, I don't feel like that means anything to me. I wonder if that's just a product of the negative connotation around that word for much of your upbringing. Like, I wonder if there's the subconscious, like, feeling of, like, not shame, but just as, like, that's just not me because I have this, like, gut reaction when I hear that word gay because it's been so negative my whole life. Yeah. Like, that could be, and it could be subconscious. I think what really is is harder is hard for me about it is like well actually I'm going to read I I one of my listeners messaged me and I I fit with everything she said. Um so I'm going to read this or part of it and then kind of share where I feel about it. So da, da, da. maybe it's less of a question but I know that in the grand scheme of things labels don't matter but my girlfriend and I talk about this a lot. It's not a huge area of concern, but sometimes the labels that people project on me make me uncomfortable, which is kind of like what you said. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think she feels the same. Skip, skip, skip. Um, She's like, I struggle. I struggle. Struggle. She struggles. Um, She said, I struggle to take on the label of lesbian, even though I've come out and I'm very proud to be gay, queer, homosexual, a member of the LGBTQ plus, whatever else you might say. Part of my discomfort um, with the, or partly I'm discomfort, I'm not comfortable with the word lesbian, but I also want to feel empowered by it. I don't know if that makes any sense, but we would love to hear your take on it. And like, I think that's a bit how I feel where I want, I want to feel empowered by a label because I think it brings a lot of connection within a community, but you and I are like, so in the straight community, we have like next to no gay friends yeah. That we live by. Like, I have a lot in LA and in different areas of the, like, not of the world. I'm not, like, <laughs> world-renowned <laughs> traveler lesbian. Um, see, even me saying lesbian right there, it just didn't feel right. But anyway. Uh, and I think, I think I, I want to 
find a word that fits for me and I've never been able to find one and it really bothers me because in certain scenarios like hold on I'm gonna wait for the siren to go away I'm gonna google the word pansexual because I've been told that that is what I am somebody told you you're pansexual told me that that was my identity whoa so not limited in sexual choice with regard to biological sex gender or gender identity that's too much for me to absorb right now. <laughs> I think, so I don't really understand the difference between pansexual and bi. I, but also, like, I just don't even like the idea of being like, I'm pansexual and people being like, what is that? And then and you, you have, have to, to explain, explain it. it. Yeah. It's just not, it's not my favorite scenario in the world. So I think the point of this is that there are so many things to label yourself as and people Love to find labels because it connects you to a community and it answers a lot of questions for yourself that you didn't know needed answering, but you kind of felt out of place growing up. That's what I think. Like growing up, you're kind of like, I feel different. (laughs) I don't know what that different is. And then as you grow up, you're like, oh, I just, I'm realizing now that I'm like bisexual and everything makes sense now. Like so much of who I am and Mm -hmm. blah, 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 my questions and my concerns and my like fears and dreams whatever all kind of fall in line yeah but i am on the side and and if you found a word that works for you i love you and i'm jealous of you truly yeah but i think you and i ride this weird line where it's like nothing has really worked right um yeah even reading that definition i'm like that's that's not it does it bother you that you don't have like a label that fits for you um no doesn't bug you. Doesn't bug me. I think more recently as I've just like come into my own, I've just like arrived at a place of peace with it. Yeah. And just like this is who yeah. you are. So what do you say when people say like, what do you identify as? Because I'm sure you get asked that. I get asked that a lot. Yeah. I just say like I don't really identify with anything. Yeah. And most people don't really like lean into that. <laughs> They're just like, okay. They're like, okay. <laughs> so... I haven't so, had someone, like, dig into that, so uh, made it, it's made it easy. But I just say, like, I, I just don't identify with anything, any known label. Yeah, I think that I, I say I'm dating a girl. I've done that multiple times. Yeah. Like, I've dated guys, I've dated girls. Right now I'm dating a girl, and I'm probably more likely to date a girl than a guy at this stage of my life. Yeah, I think I've said that as well. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that I think you're really good at. So another listener asked, also named Liz, said, I think about this a lot as someone who identifies as not completely straight, but is in hetero relationships. How do you get the courage to define your sexual identity for yourself rather than letting it be shaped by other people's expectations of you? Whether that's gay communities or straight communities, if you're not one way or the other, 100%, it often feels like you don't belong to anything and are ostracized by both. There's a lot packed into that. Tons, yeah. I'll say the community aspect of it is like a is a continual struggle for me because when Christina and I hang out with like like lesbians, I feel like which rarely happens. I know, but when we do, I feel like we are at home. <laughs> That's not even what I was gonna say, but I feel like we just like we mold to whatever environment we're in a bit. Like, we're around straight couples and straight people all the time that I feel like we, like, act like straight people. I don't even know what that means, but in my head, I'm seeing it, like, at a bar. It's like, we're just kind of like, you want to play beer pong? I guess gay people do that, too. I don't know. Yeah, I would agree with that, but I would also say, like, when we do hang out with, like, a gay couple or gay people, I feel like it's more organic and effortless and just easier for me. Like, I don't feel like I am forming or molding in those Mm. in that dynamic like that's the one dynamic where I feel like I don't have to mold or like form or like pretend to talk about like certain topics or things that I don't Mm. care about or act a certain way it's like the most like feeling of like at home you just feel it just it's like a I don't know it just feels like an easier fit well then newsflash baby you're a lesbian (laughs) possibly no you are <laughs> that's how you answer the question no, where do you, you feel at home yeah I'm just, I'm just kidding no but how do you get the courage to just define your sexual identity however you want to and not let other people define it for you man i feel like personality is a big piece of that because yeah. like i would not define myself as somebody who tries to like appease the masses or like 
I'm like not accommodative in terms of like trying to make people feel comfortable. Like I just don't care, um, which is probably a flaw. So I feel like this ties back to personality. Mm. Um, yeah, I think this one's hard for me because I just think so like people are just used to asking the same kind of questions for everything. And, and like, what do you do? Where are you from? Like all the questions for like social situations are kind of laid out for you. There's like five questions. Everyone asks yeah. everyone. Yeah. And then once you get into like sexuality as a territory, the, qu- the one question, no matter what, it's like, Oh, what, you know, what do you identify? Or like, mm-hmm. what are, you know, what are you kind of thing? And I think you just have to, I don't know if it's a thing of courage as much as it is just a thing of like being true to yourself because I've said different answers in different scenarios and nothing makes me feel as right as me just being like, I don't know. I'm, I'm dating a girl. Yeah. And, and it's, there's no courage there. It's just like, I feel best when I'm true to myself and saying like, what's true instead of what I think people want to hear. And I remember when I was like first coming out, I was having this conversation all the time. Like mm-hmm. everybody was like, well, so what, what are you then? Like, so you're just, you've been lesbian your whole life and you're just, you were just dating guys. And like, what mm-hmm. was all that about? And I'd be like, no, like, it's just kind of, it's okay to be a little bit more fluid than that. And I don't have an answer for you. Cause I don't have an answer for myself. And then I think people start to understand like, oh, like everyone has a, their own little different journey here. Yeah. And I'm not going to give you an answer that I don't fully believe just to give you an answer. Like, I don't have an answer to this question, you know? Yeah. And that's okay to say. Yeah. Totally. But I think that's especially scary for younger people because everyone's very proud to identify as things lately. It's like... Mm. It's like part of their brand. It's part of the brand. It's like part of the thing is like, I'm blank. Like, and I think a lot of people... Uh, pride themselves on in being part of the gay community. That's like a big deal to a lot yeah, of people. But I think you can, yeah. And I don't think that you and I do. <laughs> Not like we're ashamed of it at all. It's just there's so many other things about me that feel bigger than the fact that I'm like dating a girl that it's not top of mind. If someone said, Who are you? Like, describe yourself to me. I would say so many other things before I brought up the fact that I was like dating a girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's almost you want to have a label more when it's when you really feel it's a part of your identity. Yeah. And it's a part of my identity. It's just not the screaming the thing I identify like. Yeah. Which maybe is a little selfish. But that could maybe like I should. evolve. Yeah, it could evolve. Like, maybe if we had kids and we were, like, I don't know, one of the only, like, gay couples. Or... Yeah, but, I mean, like, as I get older, the more, like, I do, it is, a, it's, like, growing marginally as far as, like, how much it is a part of my identity. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody at work knows I'm gay, and it's, like, I like that. I like that people know that about me. Why? I don't know. I, I... Try to explain it. Why Why do you like that people know that aspect of your life? Because I feel like with knowing a little piece of information, they know a lot more. Hmm. You'd like that they know that you're gay more than they know that you like to run? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I feel like it just like uh, relays so much information about like who you are um, without them having like all these little micro pieces of information. It's like, okay, like she dates women and maybe she's like face adversity like throughout her youth and like I don't know it just it adds like a lot of context as to like who I am um, Mm -hmm. that's meaningful to me yeah yeah that's cool yeah but I would say like that's recent um and again like I live in San Francisco at a very like gay company we're not like very gay but we have like a huge LGBTQ group and so it's Mm -hmm. it's very like a safe space and so I know that that's not the case for everybody yeah um so it definitely gives me like yeah a very easy place to, to be that way um and I and I, I I actually like find pride in it now which is like recent yeah I don't think that I used to feel obviously didn't used to feel proud of it for years because like it was a bad thing mm-hmm. in my head for so many years because my whole community was like yo you bad. I was like, oh. <laughs> um, but we have like an LGBTQ 
group at my company mm-hmm. and stepping into that meeting every two weeks is like hard no it's oh. like my fa- it feels like going to a weird family reunion <laughs> where i'm like looking around the table i'm like i don't know actually anything about any of you other than <laughs> yeah other than the fact that we are all like we i don't we're, identify we're yeah that we don't identify as like the straight thing like everyone in that room the is straight. just not straight yeah and but the, then it's so different yeah. across the board for what people actually are it's just we aren't that one thing right. and there's something special Regardless of if I can find a word for what I am, I know that I'm not straight. So whatever that is. I hope we like answered part of that question because I feel like we had on a lot of different topics but might have not directly answered. Yeah, I think that that's just what this whole episode's going to be about. Okay, <laughs> yeah. cool. Um, and another question I got was uh, someone some, named Julia said, how to, you avo- wow. how to avoid slapping people when they ask you who the guy is in the relationship? Only one person has been bold enough to ask me that because I'm a very fearful person. And No, uh, you, you, you're you a very intimidating I, person. I'm an intimidating there person, yeah. I think. And he was belligerent drunk. And uh, I don't even remember what I said, but my stare probably said it all. And I mean, I think it's just people trying to understand if like they don't understand a gay relationship. They're just trying to be like... How do you fit into the box of a normal relationship? Like, who does the cleaning and who pays the bills? People always ask me who pays the bills between you and I. Who pays for dinner? Who plans dates? People ask you this? Yeah, all the time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Who opens the doors? Like, if someone was going to open the door for the other one, who would it be? Everything is, like, equal for us, I feel like. Yeah. And it's also not bad if it's not. Like, it's okay if any... Totally. And you can be in a heterosexual relationship and the girl can be more, quote unquote, the guy and the other way around. So it's like, mm-hmm. these things are a little annoying, but I have, I give people grace when they ask it because I just think they're just trying to wrap their head around it. They just like, don't get it. Um, but if people are curious about our experience, it's like very even. Um, Christina always says that like, I probably look my belly's grumbling. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like you say that like I look more probably like tomboyish. Tomboyish, yeah. Um but you are actually more feminine. Yeah, like my mannerisms and stuff. But I think that comes out eventually <laughs> when people meet me. Well, just like I think people can tell like through like Instagram stories or whatever. Like oh. you're just your mannerisms are just very feminine. And I would describe you as like feminine. And Christina, from the outside, looks probably like the more feminine one, like Miss Business Casual Banana Republic 2018, um, but then definitely has a less feminine personality. Yeah, I, I, I'm definitely more masculine in my personality. Yeah, but I don't, it doesn't matter. That's like how I feel about that. Like, I'm just like, even if we were both ultra feminine or ultra masculine or ultra whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It really just doesn't You could matter. be both like there's so many like lesbian couples that where they're both ultra feminine or they're both ultra masculine or like somewhere in between like there doesn't need to be this like balanced dynamic yeah so for i'm curious for the people like since we don't identify as kind of one thing or the other um are there qualities between your exes and me that are similar like is there like since you've, I know what they look like and I don't look like any, anybody that you've dated before. Yeah. Um, is there like, do you go from pe- person to person, like dating different types of people? Or do you find that there's like a string that is similar between anyone that you date? I would say they're all pretty different. Um, the one commonality is that you're all very, um, like very social and like bubbly personalities and warm and friendly and just mm-hmm. like yeah great with people but everything other than that is just but like, everything else is like wildly different hmm. not even just like a little bit different like very different and Got i don't I, yeah i don't know why that is i tend to date and be attracted to people that look all the pretty similar mm-hmm. like christina looks like my ex-boyfriends <laughs> not the girlfriends the boyfriends the well everyone is blonde or like light brown 
and you all kind of look like Paul Walker. <laughs> That's the really the dream for mm-hmm. me. So like, blonde and blue eyes. And like kind of like just like the the cute like the 90s heartthrob is like my vibe. <laughs> and your personalities are slightly similar, like you're kind of all on the quieter side, introverted. Introverted. Mm-hmm. Um but like kind and driven and that's what all she can come up with. No, I'm trying to think about how you're connected to the others. That's kind of the it. We all, though, I would say have similar personalities. You would all get along, which yeah. freaks me out, picturing all of you sitting around. They all around. seem very, like, calm and, like, very happy to take a back seat, which I think is important for somebody that dates you because, like, you have such a... It's not, like, a insult. It's just you have a very, like, strong, big personality. Um... And so I feel like that's the commonality between, like, me and, like, a lot of your exes is, like, we're just kind of more, we're all, like, very chill. Yeah. I think calm is probably the biggest thing that you all share. Mm-hmm. Because I need that. All, yeah. You know. All runners, right? Or no? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Weird. That's weird. Except, like, one guy didn't really run. But everybody else is, like, obsessed with running. Yeah, Whoa. that's strange. And I don't like running at all. Yeah, you hate it. What is wrong with me? <laughs> I gotta, whoever's next, I'm gonna tell them not to be a runner. <laughs> You'll scout out somebody who's not a runner. Maybe you should go for a CrossFitter. Hey, stop it. <laughs> They're not gonna be your next, maybe. That'd be fun. You say maybe or maybe. There's <laughs> not gonna be a next, maybe. <laughs> I, I did say maybe. It just felt like such a big promise and it freaked me out when I said it. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Like I had to throw it in. Nervous maybe at the end. Yeah. My hand's sweaty. Do you feel it? Yeah. Your palm. Sorry. Maybe. <laughs> um, what do you think are the drawbacks to how we don't really label ourselves? You leave a lot of people confused. Including yourself. I mean, yeah, but I'm okay with that. Yeah. I would say that for me, and I don't have like any like direct experiences to point to, but like, it kind of like for like men I feel like it kind of the drawback is like I think sometimes they think that there's like this little door that could be open Mm. so if I was outright like I'm lesbian um I think that would just I would never get like men that like flirt or like Mm -hmm. I don't know sometimes yeah so I said like that's like really the only drawback um and like confused mom sort of like my mom is like you know like if I told her I was definitively like lesbian then I don't think she would ever be like ever ask about um like dating a guy again yeah yeah I think yeah I feel bad for the like I feel more bad for the biggest drawback is like telling other people what I identify as and don't and then having them have to tell other people like my parents or like my best friends or like whatever i feel bad being like i don't know and then when other people ask them they're like yeah. oh i have to try to put a word to it but that's not a big drawback it's like it's okay i w- again i wish i had a label and the fact that i don't is like kind of a bummer maybe one will find me someday but um i just yeah you just don't care no i just think most people don't have a label Without knowing that they don't have a label, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like it's so, like, sexuality is so fluid and complex. And most people opt for wanting to have a label. But I think it's, again, like, everybody is so unique and it's so case by case. Christina and I are convinced that everybody's gay. A little gay. A little bit gay. Like, I, I, I there are some guys. I know it to be fact. <laughs> no, there are some guys. I think we think that about women. Like, I think women are way more fluid than they think they are which is interesting yeah because we'll be like i bet that girl's kind of gay and like she's like married and we're like something's up i feel like that's a product though of like society like accepting um like it's more okay for women to be a little bit more flexible yeah like it's almost like attractive and like interesting and intriguing but for like men it's um it's interpreted so differently and it's not as, like, positive or, like, accepted. So, therefore, I feel like men are just, like, more resistive. Resistant. Yeah, and I feel bad for men for that. 
because I wish you could go out and have a time or two and then decide for yourself or even just have that mm-hmm. perspective to yeah. know what it's like to be with like another man or I would have been totally okay if my first experience with a girl was the only if I was like well that was weird not doing that again yeah and I just went back to dating guys but for guys it's like such a different story yeah if a guy like goes and they didn't really like just go make out with guys at college parties and it's just like that funny thing that you did last night and then you move on with your life yeah it's like if you do that if like if like one of my best friends was like yeah so weird I just kissed my other guy best friend last night I would be like oh my god right gay I'm shocked (laughs) Yeah, I'm shocked, but I'm shook. Yeah, but if like I'm, uh, whatever a friend I had was gonna say a name. If a friend was like, oh, I just kissed blah 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 at the party, I'd be like, cool. How's your boyfriend? Like, just like right, wouldn't right, right. it wouldn't phase me. Yeah. So I think that's a that's it makes me sad because I I think that peep people are gonna be a lot more fluid and like like our kids will be so it'll be so okay to be whatever you want to yeah, be totally but i feel bad for like our parents who like maybe could have been gay or maybe could have been something else but they're just like never got the chance to try yeah. because of labels like people just don't want to put that have that label slapped on them mm-hmm. it's sad what advice would you give to someone who is trying to figure out what they identify as and the importance of that like if you're just figuring it all out to like let go of being set on finding a label that's you um, and more so just um, being open to experiences and like, I don't know, dating women or men or whatever. And the most important thing would be is like not placing judgments on any decisions that you make or like any experiences that you allow yourself to have because I think the judgments are like what restricts people. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wouldn't be so fixated on quickly trying to figure out what that label is because like again I I just like lean on the side of like sexuality is so fluid and complex um and you don't owe it to anybody Mm -hmm. to have an answer like it's okay to be undecided and just say like you know I'm like figuring it out um because I think it's also I think sexuality is just like you it's like you evolve as a person every year and you Mm -hmm. change and I think I might be totally straight next year. <laughs> 2019. No, but I, yeah, I just think, um, I know like that's what a lot of people are searching for, but it's just, I would like almost let go of that for a little while and just, I don't know. Cause like, I think it can be really like limiting. Yeah. My advice would be if you're someone like me, who's like the opposite of that and can't throw caution to the wind and be like, whatever, dude, I'm whoever. Um, and you need to find like a label for yourself or you need to find like where you are. I suggest looking up the Kinsey scale. Mm-hmm. It was my best friend when I was trying to figure out like if I, wh- what I was, it's basically a scale of sexual identity. That's like zero is you're exclusively heterosexual. Six is you're exclusively homosexual. And then it, you know, three is your bisexual, equally heterosexual and homosexual. And then you can either scoot to the homosexual side or scoot to the heterosexual side. And it basically, you give yourself like a grade and like a number for where you fall on the scale. Um, And that was really useful for me to like see it. I consider myself a 4.5 on the Kinsey scale. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I consider myself like right here where I'm like a little bit to the right. I'm a little bit to the gay side, but not all the way only gay. What are you? I'd probably be four, I guess. Yeah. I'm definitely not three, which is like equal. Wait, no, you're further than me, don't you think, on the gay cell, on the gay side? Aren't you more gay? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, I would say we're pretty equal. Okay. Maybe we're both four or 4.5. No, 5. I, I, but I can date a man again. Like, I know that to be fact. You do? Yeah. Like, date as in, like, have a meaningful relationship with. Oh, yeah. Like, I could go. But I can never, I'm like. I'm so curious. Have, like, a, um. I don't think I'm, like, capable of having, like, the same emotional connection and bond with a male. Like, I, I'm pretty sure. So, I think that would maybe make me five, which is almost all the way. Somewhere 4.5. Yeah. That feels good. Look at us. Woo! Matching. <laughs> Tell them that when people ask you your label, just say, give them the number. Just say 4.3. Yo, I'm a 4.3. <laughs> Check it out. Check it out. KinseyScale.com. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put up a page that says... 
terrensexuality.com and then it's just you're gonna click it and it's gonna be a huge 4.5 they should have like a survey like you know you take the myers-briggs yeah they have a survey and then there's a kinsey scale survey oh i didn't know that it's kinsey scale test there you go babe the thing with that is like your answers will be different every year right as Why we, are you saying every year? Or every, you're, like, couple of years? I mean, I guess, like, when you're young. It could be, the, it could be a change. day. Why do you change? I think it your... tapers off, like, how you change. Like, when you're young, between, like, 18 to, like, 24 is, like, you're, like, experimenting. And I don't know. I think you're just evolving a lot. Like, you're going from, like, college into adulthood or, like, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think my closing thought here is if you're feeling stuck with labels, maybe you've been in a label for a long time and you are thinking that that's not you or you're just like me and you're trying to search for like this magical word that's going to be the end all be all have a little bit of grace with yourself nobody knows what they're doing and just know that like you can you I don't even know what I want to say just like you can have if you want a label pick one and write it out and feel excited about it and let that be like something that you're proud of if you kind of don't care like Christina, just be okay with kind of not caring. Like, it's okay to just be like, I don't know. Yeah. And we're all good. (laughs) And that's fine. And if you're like me and you need to find your exact number to a decimal point to, like, feel okay, get your number. Get your little pen. Do some math. Do, like, all the bits and find what works for you. But just know that, like, you need to decide where you want to fall And, like, how much you want to care and how much you're going to let this, like, impact your identity. And if it's a big part of your identity, then you should really lean in and find something that works for you. But if it's not a huge part of your identity, focus on other things. And just know that you're somewhere out there on that little scale. Bopping bobbing and weaving. Mm -hmm. Chilling. Is there anything that you want to, what, you want to say that you love about me? (laughs) All the things. What's the biggest thing, though? Like, really? Yeah. I can say anything? Anything. <laughs> um, I mean, I like a lot of things about you. I guess I. what's more, like, relevant is it's that I love that you have the courage and confidence to do things like this. I definitely don't, and so it's admirable. Thanks, babe. <laughs> what do, do you want to know what I love about you? <laughs> sure. Oh, boy. She's going to say something funny. She's got a devilish look in her eye. No, I'm just, I'm kidding. Oh, now you're not going to. No, no. Um, what's top of mind about what I love about you? Um, I think you're really caring in like a really special way. <laughs> what? Okay. Why is that funny? I feel like when people like don't have a good response to this type of question on the spot, they're just like, you're so caring and kind <laughs> not true. like that's like the default <laughs> i said in a special way it's okay taryn struggles with this question a lot no i do not it's true no i could there are obvious things that you're calm that you're really smart that you're really confident there are like a lot of things in that respect but what i wanted to point out <laughs> is that you're caring in a really special way and that is that you're not you don't like I feel like I'm very flippant with what I care about. Like, I'm just like, I like this. I like that. All these people are my best friends. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so, every, I, it's, I'm, I'm doing this motion with my arm, which is just me, like, flailing it into the <laughs> sky. I feel like that's how I am with care for a lot of things. Yeah. And I admire that you're very pointed with what you, like. I'm selective. Value and care about. Yeah. And it's I think weighted. it. Yeah, it's, it's, like, way more weighted. And to some people could come off as like cold mm-hmm. in certain aspects as to me except like you know when you and i like in contrast it's like yeah. i'm like hi oh wee, yeah i'm and like a little puppy and yeah. you're kind of like a especially cat. with the contrast yeah yeah but i admire that about you because i feel like you know what those you know five things are and you eyes on the prize mm-hmm. oh, yeah i know you're just like in it in it to win it i like it thanks for dating me <laughs> you're welcome do you want to say thank you too? Thanks for dating me as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks everybody for listening. This has been another fun episode of Stuck. Um, if you want Christina back on the pod. Oh boy, don't ask him that. <laughs> you let me know. And we'll talk about whatever you want me us to talk about. 
anything. Anything. <laughs> anything. We're going to encourage some bold souls out there. Yeah. Ask us literally anything. <laughs> yeah. And we'll talk about it. I think that would be fun. Um, we probably jumped around a lot tonight. And that's because it was a topic that <laughs> is really ambiguous to both of us. Uh, and one that we've never really like and tried to formula like I don't know what I would like to also say Taryn wouldn't allow me to take notes beforehand for the questions so if I was scattered which I think I was <laughs> with like how I was responding to things I apologize I typically I background I'm in sales so I typically like heavily prepare for any conversation or like interview or anything I did like not that. say that you couldn't take notes I just we didn't have time yeah we were, we're so pressed I felt for time. like yeah we ordered one too many orders of dumplings and then we were pressed. <laughs> so. Things took a dark turn. <laughs> yeah. So um, next time, less dumplings and then you get to take your little notes. Yeah. I hope that this is like helpful for people and not just like us rambling. End of the story. It's okay to be you. It's okay to be gay. It's okay to be straight. It pays to be gay, kids. Yeah. Actually, that's how we want to end it. It pays to be gay. It kind of does though in this like era that we're in. Yeah, so just be gay. Okay, everybody? You want a good life? Be gay. You want money? Be gay. You want joy? Be gay. Anything else? I mean, it, yeah. I feel like that's also, like, not a nice thing to say because the people who are in, like, middle America are like, yeah, where you're at, it pays to be gay, but not in... Iowa or whatever it is. Yeah, it's not a nice thing to so say. So I we feel were joking. like it's a little bit insensitive. So I <laughs> retract my statement. See, you're appropriately caring. Yeah. I would have kept going with that joke for a <laughs> long, long, many, many, many moons. And if you're not on the gay spectrum, <laughs> if you're straight as ever, you're a zero on the Kinsey scale. Um, I hope this was useful and just knowing that not everybody has like a thing that they that's. Being able to just say that you're like straight up straight is like not the case. That's not going to be a thing for that much longer. Like <laughs> you're one of the last ones, I feel like. <laughs> live um, it up. Yeah, live it up with your straight little life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Thanks for listening. Love you guys and love you, Chris. Love you too. Bye. Bye. Bye.